This is It Was a Thing on TV. Punisher! Control! Tell me before I change my mind! I give you Super Train! Episode 348. Submission 2322. How to pick up men. A.K.A. The Art of Meeting Men. How to Pick Up Men, A.K.A. The Art of Meeting Men, was a VHS tape from Cart's Video Communications in 1984. Yeah. Well, guys and gals, it's Valentine's Day coming up. And, well... Love is in the air. Isn't that right, Mike? You're absolutely right, Alan Thick. <laughs> sounds like you do an Alan Thick there. You know what Alan Thick sounds like. He's been on this podcast many times. You know that doesn't sound It sounded just like <laughs> I don't know what you're on, but that sounded nothing like Alan Thick. Thicky. But all right, Chico brought this video to our attention last year. And this is from the Oddity Archive. It's from good old Ben at the Oddity Archive from his alternate channel, Archive Annex. And he uploaded the entire contents of this VHS tape from 1984. And I'm going to read the description that Ben put in this tape, okay? In short, flirt, flirt. And flirt. There, I just saved you 58 minutes. Well, that's good to know, Ben. Thank you. I showed this video in the chat for Mike. Mike, you lasted how many minutes? In the range of about six. I saw about, like, four minutes, roughly halfway through this. And then I went back to the beginning and lasted like about another two minutes in the beginning. It's, 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 why do people need videos on this? I know this is 1984. They made videos and everything, but whatever. Maybe it was, they didn't take my money. I know that, but well, I don't care about men, but, and I was nine years old at the time, but don't, I, I'm just flustered. Well, you're going to be flustered after we're done with this. So, all right. I guess we better watch this. How to Pick Up Men. The Art of Meeting Men. Courts Video Communications presents a Sarasi Video International production. Oh, what crappy ass eighty stock music they got for this! <laughs> Look at that animation. That's even worse. <laughs> what would they do that animation on? I guarantee you, it's not Video Toaster. I don't think Video Toaster was even invented in nineteen eighty four. That's horrible. It's, it's really bad graphics, even for eighty four. Oh yeah, and I like how the hearts light up.
This is like. <laughs> and again, we get these shots of, I guess, the host of this tape through like a crappy ass filter. I can't even describe what this filter is. It's like a sepia filter almost. Yeah. Now, do you want to describe this man's hair? Imagine Burt Convy, but with a mustache. You know, Burt Convy would have been great if he had a mustache on Super Password. Wouldn't that have been awesome? And then he magically spoke Italian. He spoke Italian? It works for Peter Griffin. Bobbity boobity. Boobity papa. With Elliot Jaffa, EDD. Doctor on education. Wow. Wow. That's one step above me. Wow. What does a doctor in education know about picking up men? That's what I want to know. I guess we're going to find out. Oh, yeah. Look at these ladies. They're all like, <laughs> I want to learn the art of meeting men. <laughs> I really hate eating by myself. Are there any gentlemen here who might want company? Oh, Dutch treat, of course. <laughs> Hi, I'm Elliot Jaffa, and what we're going to talk about is how to pick up men. Oh, good. The, uh, let me briefly run through my qualifications. A lot of people say, how are you qualified to teach this type of class? Yeah, how, how are you qualified? Uh, by training, I'm a behavioral psychologist. I'm still single. I'm still heterosexual. But, oh, good. Um, I'm glad you cleared that right up. A lot of women have asked me and complained and said, I'm not meeting any good men. My girlfriends meet quality men. I never meet the right kind of men. And I would recommend something to them. I would oh? say, try this, try that. And it's something in a non-traditional way. And they would say, what are you, crazy? Soon someone would say to me, what are you, crazy? I know they like the idea. Yeah. So I would say, go out and try it. Call me in a few weeks and let me know what happens. Invariably, I would get phone calls back to say, hey, I did what you said. I thought it was offbeat. I thought it was unusual. But it worked. Now, I want to let you know this is not nursery school. This oh, good. Not it's not nursery disease. school, this Mike. This is not advanced meekness. This is hardcore. Hardcore. Now, let's first talk about the traditional <laughs> meat markets. And I don't know if you spell that. <laughs> this is going to be hardcore. He's going to be talking about the traditional meat markets. Now, are we talking about the M-E-A-T markets or the M-E-E-T markets? Oh, yeah. Oh, I see. The meat. Yeah, I well, you, you, you're trying to meet men, but, you yeah. know, yeah. Uh -huh. Yeah. That M-E-E-T or M-E-A-T. But let's take them one by one. How many people have been or have tried some type of organized singles function, organized singles club? Okay, how, how was it? How did you do? I didn't like it. Didn't like it. Oh. Me, I'm also same way. What I find the negatives about the organized singles club, the organized thing, singles function, is it turns into a record hop for adults. All the men are on this side of the room. All the women are on that side of the room until when? Five minutes before the function's over, the lights go up and people say, hey, we have to leave now? What do we have to leave for? But for three hours, all the men were on that side of the room. All the women were on that side of the room. So I'm down on organized singles clubs, organized singles functions, because they tend to turn into a record hop for adults. 
Next, let's take classified ads. Class? Wait, hold on a second. What did he say? I didn't catch it. What did he say? He said classified ads. I'm wondering if any of those classified ads are tiny classified ads. Maybe this is where Don LaPrey got his money-making ideas from. Maybe that's how Don LaPrey got a date. Who knows? He learned how to get a date by placing a tiny classified ad. The newspapers are probably one of the most popular things. The reason I'm down on advertising to meet somebody is let me just save you some money if you ever decide to run one. I'm going to tell you what the two most inane words in the English language are. Attractive and professional. Oh? You see that in every single ad. Every single now, ad. Every room that you walk into, everybody would agree and concur that they're attractive and professional. The next two most inane words are meaningful relationship. You see that in every ad. Yeah. People are looking for a meaningful relationship. Well, really, they're not. What you're looking for is sharing. So the oh, way I sharing. Answering ads or running ads, if you're creative, if you think you're a writer, if you like the air of mystery and delay, because you mm. never know what you're going to get inside an envelope. Oh, yeah. So I'm down on ads. Now, let's talk about the bar scene. Who hasn't tried the bar scene? One woman hasn't tried the bar One scene. woman. Okay, what happens in bars? Okay, uh, women... Mike, you had your hand raised. I've never tried the bar scene. Yeah, neither I... have I. Well, I don't drink, yeah. Yeah, I don't drink, so it's not going to work for me. Well, no wonder we're single. We haven't tried the bar scene. Yeah. Hmm. Women go to bars. Watch my lips. They're not hard questions. <laughs> why do women go to bars? Yeah. To meet men. To now, meet why do men. Women go to bars. Maybe. No, Maybe. they don't Maybe. go there. To look over the women. To look over the women in hopes of finding a, a, time. Time. a good time. Yeah. Getting yeah, lucky. the men want to have a good Share time. The other half of that double bet, right? Okay. Bars are not time effective or cost effective. So for you ladies to meet a prince in a bar, you're going to have to sift through a lot of toads. <laughs> okay. The best time to go to bars is during happy hour. Happy hour. From 5 to 7.30. That's when men are there just for a drink to unwind after work. Not to say bars aren't good places to meet men, to pick them up right after work. So at 7.30, get out of the bar. All right, 7.30, get the hell out of the bar. 7.30, get out of the bar. Y yes. But the most important thing is in yeah. learning to Get out of there at 7.30 so you can go home and watch Jeopardy. Ladies, don't travel like a pack of nuns in a station. Uh, excuse me. Get out of there at 7.30 so you can watch Wheel of Fortune. Okay, I think we can agree. Get out of there at 7.30 so you can watch Entertainment Tonight. Okay, yeah, that settles it. You can watch E.T. Because everybody wants to get home and watch Kevin Frazier. Wagon. I mean, the worst thing is to have to have a man come up to two women. And then he's going to remember which one worked here, which one lived there. That if you're going to a place together, spread out. You work that side of the room, you work that side of the room, and maybe every 20 minutes, every half hour, meet in the ladies' room to compare notes, but spread out. Now, I want to let you know that at this class, just like a lot of my classes, there's three groups of people. The first group are the people that are going to do what I say. They're going to make changes in their business lives, okay. their social lives. They're going to be successful at picking up men. Oh, good. They're the action people. Action. Oh, I love people action. My water middies. They're going to sit there and say, oh, I could never do that. Oh, I just couldn't do that. 
Oh, my God. I had a woman sit here through an hour and a half. I thought she had, like, a respiratory problem. <laughs> okay, they're going to laugh at the jokes. They're here for entertainment. They're here vicariously. So that's the second group of people. And then there's always one person that says, this guy's crazy, which is okay, too, because you can't be liked by everybody. Granted, yeah. there's people that, that like you. There's people that you don't like. It's okay. Not to I don't Okay, that's fine. So those are essentially the three groups of people that are here at my class. But why are you ladies here? Why are you afraid to pick up yeah, men? Yeah, why are these ladies are here? Are ladies reluctant to pick up men? Well, in the society or in the culture that we grew up in, and it, nice girls don't. Nice girls don't. Right. Why else? What's the most important reason? Why are you afraid to pick up men? I think there's an element of fear. Fear of what? Rejection. Exactly. The fear of rejection. That's what oh, I Oh, I understand that. Well, I hate to tell you, ladies, you've been rejected your whole lives. Mommy, can I go out and play? No. Daddy, can I have another cookie? No. No. Us guys have been hearing our whole lives. Would you like to dance? No, thank you. Anybody here looking for a job? Nobody here looking for a job? People no. looking for jobs more than likely have a whole set of resumes Xeroxed. Why? Because they know they're going to get rejected. If they were confident, they would just send one out. Even Uncle Sam's new army's rejecting people. They used to take everybody. One of these days, God is going to give you the final form of rejection. So there's nothing wrong with rejection. Ooh. Okay? There's nothing to be afraid of. You're going to hear the word no, and it's no big deal. Now, the important thing is, is let's look at who you are. I want you to assess... Oh, good. We're going to have some Miss reflection. ...or Miss Doom and Gloom. Because let's look at the two characteristics. Miss Sunshine is a positive person. I'm upbeat. I make things happen. I'm not afraid of rejection. And I take risks. Oh, that's Mr. terrific. Bloom is looking for every possible negative. It's too hot. It's too cold. It's raining out. I won't know anybody. So that's the important thing is to assess your personality as to do you go into a room as Miss Doom and Gloom? Will you, do you go into a room as Miss Sunshine? That's the important thing. But before we get into picking up men, let me quickly go over how to blow it. I don't want you blowing it. Yeah. Okay, the first thing, there's some nevers. Never ask a man if he's married or working steadily. Okay, never ask. Okay. okay? If right, you want to find good. out how a man is married, that's one of the biggest concerns. Yeah, how, how do you find out if a man is married? How do you find out a man's married? You can ask for his phone number to call him later. Exactly. Always ask for his home number. Oh, uh, I'm never there. Uh, you can never catch me there. Okay, if a man is telling you he's never there and doesn't want to give you his home phone yeah, number, he's, he's probably he's hiding married. something like a wife and a couple yeah. kids. So Obviously. forget looking at the ring for the ring because many either take them off or they don't wear them. But to find out if a man's married, always ask for his home number. Secondly is don't babble, babble, babble be self-conscious, come across as being desperate, complain. Remember, who complains? That's Miss Doom and Gloom. When you get to know him better, then you can complain. <laughs> Never interrupt. Whether the man's talking about his car, whether he's talking about his cat, just keep smiling. Then, when you get to know him better, then you can tell him to put a lid on it. But never interrupt. <laughs> so let's set up some situations in meeting men. And taking it one step further, oh, good. we're talking about situations. You're walking down the street, whether you're walking down yeah, the Avenue walking of down the Americas street. in New York, Wilshire Boulevard in Los Angeles, Connecticut Avenue in Washington, D.C. You're walking down the street. This man is getting closer to you. 
the closer he gets, the better looking he gets. Oh. You have to have this man. Oh. You have to pick him up, but he's getting closer. Oh. And remember, if he passes you, it's just like a football touchdown. All he has to do is cross that imaginary plane. And if he crosses you, he's out of your life completely. You can't say, Shane, Shane, come back, Shane. <laughs> what do you do? And you don't trip him. Okay, this man's getting closer to you. How do you pick him up? How do you pick up the man? Oh, we Excuse got a demonstration. Me, I wonder if you could help me. Can you point me in the direction of the post office, please? Always pick something in the direction that he's walking, whether it's the name <laughs> of the street, a landmark. Don't ask where Ernie's Luncheonette is <laughs> or Mom's Diner. Pick something that he knows definitely where it is in the direction that he's walking. So he's going to say, Your problem is you're going in the wrong direction. The post office is two blocks in that direction. No wonder I can't find it. <laughs> yeah. And you could stand in front of the mirror practice. Oh, no wonder I'm having trouble finding it. So what you're going to do... Okay, gonna... so this is how I meet a guy? If I'm a woman? I guess? Where's the post office? Uh, you just walked past it. It's right on the other side of the street, you bozo. I, I mean, that's exactly what he's saying, isn't it? Yeah, that's exactly what would happen. Like, are you an idiot? The post office is right there. Yeah, turn around. Open your eyes. I'm going to walk along oh, with him. Now, you don't know if he's walking a half a block, two blocks, or walking to Georgia. What do you do next? Uh, do you mind if I walk with you? Oh, no, not at all. Okay. Hi, my name is Lois. Oh, uh, Les. Hi, nice uh, to meet how you. How do you do? So now the two of you know each other's names. You've touched. You've shaken hands. Again, you don't know how far he's walking. What do you do next? Ask him where he's going. Okay, you could ask him where he's going. Remember, what's your goal? Your goal is what? Let's go to the goal. What's the objective? The clothes. The clothes. The you clothes. Go for the clothes. Oh. And that's when you're going to suggest what? that the two of you get together. Not those clothes, Greg. One of the basic rules in getting together is to schedule your first post pickup rendezvous in a wide oh. open, airy place, such as an outdoor cafe, if the time of the year and the weather permit. A hotel lounge or a hotel lobby bar that has lots of plants, has an atrium that's bright and airy. Oh. Don't go to a dark, dingy cocktail lounge. No. Don't go to the most popular place in town where you're going to run into people you know who are going to say hello to you, say hello to him, and bother you. And when you're going for the clothes, say, what's a good day next week for us to get together for a cup of coffee or a drink? What did I say? Let's analyze what I said. What's a good day next week for us to get together for a cup of coffee or a drink? Next week. That's the first thing to remember. Next week. Not a specific day. Just Tuesday, next week. Wednesday, Thursday. If you start pushing too close too soon, what's he going to think? That's desperate. Desperate, exactly. What's a good day next week for us to get together for a cup of coffee or a drink? Nothing can be safer than coffee. Mm. That's how you go for the clothes for a post-pickup rendezvous. Why? You want him to think about you for a few days. You want him to go back to the office to talk to his best friend and say, you know, I met this woman who was totally delightful. She was Yeah, I met this woman. She didn't know where the hell the post office was. <laughs> and then she asked me to walk with her. And I was like, why the hell would you want me to walk with you? If she doesn't know where the post office is, she's going to have a heck of a time trying to find the coffee shop. It was like Miss Sunshine. She was a beam in my life. 
compared to who? The other women that I've been meeting lately. So one thing you might simply say, remember, you don't know if he ha is living with someone, you don't know if he's married, you don't know if he has a girlfriend. One thing I recommend you say is, Gee, Les, I don't know if you're married, engaged, or in love, but uh, would you like to get together one day next week and have a cup of coffee or a drink? Mm. Yeah, yeah, it sounds like a good idea. Oh, good. Um, please. Great. Most men will like that approach. They love to be picked up. They like gutsy women. Remember, you're walking down downtown, the financial district, you're walking down the street, and you're talking, what might he ask you? Do you work down here? Or yeah, he might going? say, where do you work? And you say, well, I work right over there. You knew where the post office was. <laughs> you lied. You're one of those weird women. You're a phony. You're a big, fat phony. I almost feel like we should play uh, from Throw Mama from the Train. You lied to me. Who's this? This is Cousin Patty. He's going to be staying with us for a while. Isn't that nice? You don't have a Cousin Patty. You lied to me. So we're what, like 14 minutes in. What have we learned so far? Women don't know the post office is behind them. Uh, let's see. Do the date for next week and keep it open. Coffee, you can't lose, even though I personally don't like coffee. No, I don't either. And also, your date should be at some place that's well lit and has a big atrium or something like that. Yeah, like a hotel lobby. Yeah, don't go to a dive bar, right? Don't go, yeah, don't go to a dive bar. And, and apparently when he says something about the clothes, Greg thinks he's talking about taking off somebody's clothes, not closing the deal. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay, I, I didn't know if you totally got that. Okay, I, I totally got it. I was like, oh, C-L-O-S-E, clothes. female... You know, uh, the, the female counterpart of a pervert, right? What are you going to say? I just wanted to meet you. Exactly. I saw you and I wanted to meet you. Don't you think he's going to take that as a compliment? Of course he is. Wouldn't you take it as a compliment that the man said to you, I saw you and I just wanted to meet you? Of course you're going to take it as a compliment. So go for the clothes immediately. But if you rely on the traditional ways of meeting men, what are you going to be doing? Waiting. Waiting. What else are you going to be doing? Sitting home. Yeah. Yeah. Sitting, sitting your ass. Like that. If anybody here, your phone's ringing off the hook, or if there's a line of men outside your door. <laughs> no. Okay. So let's be realistic. If you rely on the traditional ways of meeting men, you're going to be sitting home a lot, and never assume the man you see has lots and lots of dates, because he doesn't. But I have seen women say. Oh, he probably has a girlfriend. He probably has lots of dates. He's probably busy. Who's talking? That's Miss Doom and Gloom. She's thinking negative. The important thing is to think positive. Think positive. I want to let you know that pickup takes practice. Practice. What you learn takes practice. So you have okay. to practice just like you're learning any new skill. Okay. And the skill you're learning is how to pick up men. Yeah. Secondly, that's the title of the video, silly. Just like going fishing. Don't expect it soon okay. to drop that hook in the water. Get that hook. Get you know, that man. Pound bass is going to jump on Come on. 
Come on, man. Pound I'm fishing for some men. men. Jump on the other end. Okay, be patient. Don't be desperate. And act your age. The other thing to do is to act confident that you're not above this, but you're totally confident you do this all the time. This is the way you meet men. The other thing you could do to a man is always borrow something that belongs to him. <laughs> now, you ask a man to borrow a pen. A man keeps a pen in one of two places, either the breast pocket of his jacket or a shirt pocket. So you say, Excuse me, do you have a pen I could borrow? He pulls the pen out. Now, as long as you have his pen, what's he going to do? Track you down. He's going to stay with you. He's not going to say, that's a gold cross. Uh, you can keep it. I have several more at home. No, he's going to stay right there with you. And I don't care if you have to take his pen and say, let's see, milk, bread, <laughs> eggs. He's going to stay right with you because as long as you're holding on his pen, he's going to stay there. Uh, as long as I have your pen, why don't you give me your name and phone number? This is how it works? Well, this is how it works in 1984. Yeah. Me, the only pens I carry are like your 20-cent Bic pens that, you know, like every teacher has. I don't have a high-quality pen like that. I don't have a gold cross pen. I have, like, on my person when I'm at work, I have, like, a Bic pen or I have a dry erase marker. Well, not that I'd be picking up any women at work, but even after I get out of work, I don't generally have pens with me when I'm going shopping or running around after work. I put the pens away because I'm generally done with pens. Well, apparently this video has taught us wrong. We have to carry pens with us at all times. Well, darn it, I'm going to have to go buy one of those, like, 144-count boxes of Bic pens and just uh, stick it in my uh, work bag or something like that. I got plenty of pens I got from Office Max, like, five or six years ago when the store out here where I used to work closed, so I got you covered with the pens. Oh, I've got plenty of pens right here. I mean, seriously, I've got a big coffee mug right here of pens, so I got plenty here at the house. And I got plenty at work, but I just don't have plenty with me uh, when I'm not at work or at home. All right, let's continue. Let's see uh, how this lady's going to do with this man with that gold cross pen. <laughs> um, it's, uh, Steve. Steve. It. Remember, it's tacky for a man to pull out a pen and ask you for your name and phone number, isn't it? But what's it look like when a lady does it with his pen? Yeah. It's a whole new ball game. Oh, so whole new happens. ball game, baby. You can borrow his newspaper. If you see a man carrying a newspaper. Excuse me, could you tell me how IBM closed yesterday? Uh, I don't know. Oh, could I borrow your business section for a moment? <laughs> this is how works to pick up a man in 1984. Could you tell me how Google closed today? Pull it up on your phone, lady. <laughs> yeah, this doesn't really work 40 years later. Could you please tell me who won the Cavs game last night? 
Go to ESPN.com, lady. Go ask Siri about it. Quit bugging me. Ask ChatGPT to write you a haiku about it. Can I borrow your movie section for a second? I need to borrow your movie section. I need to know what time Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom is playing. Where's the closest theater that's playing Ghostbusters? Right next to the post office, you idiot. Oh, the feature starts in half an hour. Do you want to go with me? Sure. Oh, good. Great. I love his reaction. He's like, uh, 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 I guess? Sure, I'm still in my work attire. I'm wearing my suit and my tie. I'll go see Ghostbusters with you. Why not? See what happens, because all you want is the smile. You want the chuckle. You want the interest. So as long as you have something that belongs to him, he's going to stay there and talk to you. Now let's talk about the number one place to pick up men. In any city in the USA, the yeah. number one place to pick up men is on the street. On the street. The street pick the financial district, the business okay, district good. of any city. Whether it's Connecticut and L and Washington, DC, whether it's Avenue of the Maryland. I'm writing this US, down. This is good stuff. Any street, pick the financial district, okay. the business district, because between twelve and one thirty, right, twelve and one thirty, Monday through Friday. Pray that you could have the names of the men that walk by. Ooh. If you had the names of those men that walk by from 12 to 1.30, Monday through Friday, you ladies would be set for life. Oh, You're on the street, you pick a nice day, and you're going nice to say to yourself, day. Well, gee, I don't work in that part of town. I work in another part of town. You know what? You ever heard of annual leave? You ever heard of sick leave? <laughs> How many ladies would call in sick Monday morning if they could meet a Superman? Yeah, just about yeah, everyone. Okay, so use some of that annual leave, use some of that personal leave, and go to that street in the city to pick up the men. That's the number one spot because they walk by. Another good place to pick up men is the supermarket. That's the supermarket. The best place to pick up men is a supermarket. Mike, do you think the best place to pick up men is the supermarket? Whoever sees anybody. <laughs> Pick up a man in the supermarket. But he does make a good point if you think about it, because everybody's got to eat. You got to have food. You got to have shelter. You got to have a house, a roof over your head. I'd even say, you know, going to the department store wouldn't be a bad idea because you got to have clothes. Yeah. So it, it makes sense. You, you need these things. Go to places where you'll find people who are buying things that they need to survive. Makes sense. Yeah. But I've never had a woman pick me up in a supermarket, so yeah, I get your point. Yeah. What age men are you interested in picking up? Mm, 35 to 45. 35 to 45. 25 to 32. 25 to 32. So how do you know when to go to the supermarket? Test it. Test it. By testing it, you're going to take up a lot of time. Best thing to do is pick a bright, big, airy, huge supermarket where a lot of single shop. Go up to a checker. Ask the checker, 
when is the best time to come in here to meet men between 25 and 32? When's the best time to pick what? up men? Hmm, maybe you better not use the word. Wait. No, no, I agree with you. Whoa, whoa, whoa. You, okay. you go up to the checker and say, when's the best time to meet a man? <laughs> now, hold on a second. I know it's been like close to 25 years since I worked in retail and never ever have I had anybody approach me or one of my coworkers and say, Hey, when's the best time to see a single man come in here? Never. As somebody with 20 years of retail experience, I have never had that happen to me once. You've never had somebody come up to you and say, Hey, when do all the single guys come in here and buy office supplies? Never. When all the ladies come to pick up their prescriptions, they're like, when's the best time I can meet a man? Well, if they're going to pick up prescriptions, they're probably looking for older men, which is probably almost 24-7 at a pharmacy. Oh, yeah. When do most single men That's ridiculous. 45 and 35 shop? When do most single men between 45 and 50 shop? Ask. Ask the checker. And don't be satisfied with the answer you get from one checker. Scientifically, go to a second checker to make sure you What? Know when a to go second there. checker? They might say Saturday mornings between 10 and 12. They might say Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursdays right after work. So now you know. Didn't we just that. debunk that between the two of us, we have 25 years of retail experience or thereabouts, and we've never been asked, when do the single people come in here? Meet department. Wait till a man looks good to you. Pick up a steak and say, excuse me, how long are you supposed to boil this for? <laughs> That's exactly what you want to do is to get a smile, to get a chuckle out of him. Because if he looks at you like, what are you, a weirdo? Do you want anything to do with him? No. Absolutely not. So you're looking for a man who's going to smile, who's going to chuckle. Because if you get the smile, if you get, you get the, the chuckle, smile, you're halfway there. It's like being on third base, heading for home. Ooh. The unusual thing about the supermarket, it's one of the few places that when something is in your cart, it sort of belongs to you, even though you haven't paid for it. I mean, we don't go to a supermarket taking a roast out of somebody else's cart, taking the mushrooms out of another person's cart. So what you do is you pick up, go to the produce department, the second best place to pick up men. Pick up a cantaloupe and say, excuse me, you look like you know about these things. Notice how when you go to hand somebody something, they automatically reach for it. Excuse me. <laughs> I love that. I picked up a cantaloupe and gave it to the lady. So I guess the lady's supposed to pick up a cantaloupe and give it to the man. And we know what that's supposed to represent. Am I right, Mike? You're not wrong. That's why I'm holding back my laughter. He just gives her a melon. And, and we know what... Yeah. Yeah. We know the double entendre involving melons. Yes. I'm surprised the woman doesn't just go up to the guy and say, Hey, look at this banana. Does this <laughs> banana look right? <laughs> Is this banana big enough, or is this a plantain? Did I get a small banana? Ooh. <laughs> oh, my gosh. You look like you know about these things. Is this ripe? Now back away. What's the person going to do? Is he... <laughs> oh, he threw the melon at him. You're supposed to pay attention. 
attention. <laughs> so much for the kill. So much for the kill. So much for the date. Whatever you do, ladies, please don't pick up a cucumber. No. 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 Nor a banana. but a cucumber. Hold on. Hold on, Jack. Should you pick up a cucumber? No. 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 The funny thing is what happens to us in the supermarket is you're walking down the aisle and this man's getting closer to you and usually after he passes you, you usually think of a hundred things to say, right? And what do you quickly do? You quickly go up the next aisle and come down and kind of start looking at the shelves. And he's standing there saying, well, let's see, I wonder if she's going to buy the Pampers or the Huggies, that you're not really paying attention to where you are. So don't let him pass you. No. Meat department, produce department, and then the next thing to do is to go for the clothes. Simply say to the man, last one through the checkout line buys coffee. Most men are going to like that. They're going to like women who are gutsy because we're a shopping center. We're, but where are supermarkets? They're usually in a shopping center that has a coffee shop, a drugstore, a fast food restaurant. We're not talking about driving back to your apartment or back to his house to have coffee. Have coffee right there. The only thing you have to do is pray that he doesn't have a half gallon of ice cream and it's the summertime. <laughs> Remember, picking up men is analogous to going shopping. That, just imagine yourself in a supermarket. You have your cart and you mm -hmm. say, oh, let's see, I need a blonde. Put a blonde in your cart. <laughs> oh, I'm low on redheads, let me take a redhead. And oh, I better pick up a couple brunettes. And you put a couple brunettes in your cart. That's what you're picking up men is. You're going shopping. So what you have to do is make yourself better than the competition, or at least make yourself look better than the competition, both physically and verbally, because picking up takes practice. That it's just like people in sales. You want to make your product, your service better than the competition. Secondly, reveal enough about yourself yeah. to want that man to want to know you better. Oh, okay. You want to make him you want, to make want him you. Okay. Remember, who has he been meeting up till now? Miss Doom and Gloom. A lot oh. of garbage. So you want to make garbage. yourself come across... Garbage. So the men have been meeting garbage. So if, if you're a lady, you have to... Be... <laughs> hey, Toronto Raptors announcer guy. When the man meets the woman, what's he going to say about all those other women he met? Are you serious? Get that garbage out of here! You know, I don't think it's really good form for him to call women garbage, especially since he's talking about meeting men and yeah, how you're trying to look your best and whatnot. And obviously these women have been passed up in the past. So he's essentially saying you women are garbage kind of. Yeah. Sorta? That's no, that's not good. No bueno. No. Ross as wanting him to want you. Okay, another great place to pick up men is an elevator. An elevator? An elevator is 30 square feet. They're six by five. Now, unfortunately, what most people do in elevators is this. They think the only reason those numbers are up there is so you look at them so you don't have to talk to the people on your left and your right. But haven't you seen great-looking men in elevators that you look like you wanted to meet? The elevator is a super place to meet men. A but super place do? to meet men, you say? Well, a couple things. You get on the elevator and push three. Three. And he pushes five. Five. Do you have to get off at the third floor? 
No. You could ride up the five with him. And when you get off, he's not going to turn to you and say, you push three. I saw you push three. You don't belong on the fifth floor. Because you can't go up to the fifth floor later and think, is he behind door number one? Is he behind door number two? Is he behind door number three? No. And you don't know if he's visiting or if he works in that building. And you can't walk into every office and say, excuse me, is there a man about six foot tall with a gray suit on? No. So you have to strike while the iron is hot. Men like women who are gutsy. One thing to do in the elevator is... He sure likes to say gutsy a lot. Excuse me, you look like you're on the way to an important meeting. Let me straighten your tie. Elevators don't have mirrors. Uh, my tie wasn't crooked. Why are you touching my tie? You ask men, ask friends of yours. Every man would love it for a woman to straighten his tie. So all you have to do is simply say, excuse me, you look like you're on your way to an important meeting. Let me straighten your tie. What do you do next? Exactly. Introduce yourself. Forget the other people there. If there's four other people in the elevator, if there's one other person in the elevator, they're envious of you because you're unable to do something that they can do. Remember, those other ladies in the elevator are going to be banging their heads against the wall. Oh, yeah. picked him up, and they didn't. Get off the elevator with him. Yeah, get Excuse off the me. elevator. I saw you, and I just wanted to meet you. So the elevator is a great place. Yeah. Like men, and it's one of the most overlooked places because that's usually where you see people. And forget the fact that there's other people in the mm. elevator. Whenever you see a man carrying packages. Oh, <laughs> all right. Before we get to the packages. <laughs> the part about straining a tie. Never have I ever seen anybody straighten someone's tie in an elevator. Never. No, you're right. Never happens. No, it never happens. But apparently, I guess the elevator's where the action is. I've, I've never knew that until now. Well, you've heard the song, Love in an Elevator. That's right, yeah. yeah uh-huh. Yeah. That's how it all starts. She gets a little touchy with the tie, and next thing you know, yeah. Oh, what if the elevator is stuck? And then, okay, you're stuck on the elevator, and then, okay, you gotta, you know, you gotta have some action in the elevator, I guess, if, if, if in the meantime, while, and then all of a sudden, wait a second, what's that? I really don't want to talk about it. Ah! Oh my god! What was that noise? I don't know, let's get back to effing. When did this VHS tape turn into a Pulaski episode? <laughs> oh my gosh. All right, so let's let's see what we're going to see with these groceries right here. Can I help you? <laughs> oh, hi. Yeah. Um, you got another uh, light thanks. one? I can take a light one. Um, yeah, that's the light okay. one there. Great. Okay. Thanks very much. Uh, awesome. my, my house is over there. Uh, oh, okay. My name is Michael. What's yours? Uh, Helene. Thanks a lot. Oh, sure. You're going to come like his nitrous and shining armor. Ooh. Ask him if you could carry one, or if you have packages. Excuse me, can you grab one of these packages for me? Believe me, he's not going to take your package and run. <laughs> Ask if you could carry the package. Another great way of picking up men is on a rainy day. A rainy, rainy day. day. Get yourself a big, beautiful golf umbrella. 
Okay. Big umbrella. Okay. You go down again to the financial district. Go to the financial district. district. A place where there's a lot of okay. traffic. Okay. Mike, I saw you raising your arm. No, I'm saying a big umbrella. Big. Oh, okay. A big yeah. umbrella. Ooh. And you got to go to the financial district because that's where all the the rich men are with ties that need straightening. Yeah, they the all rich... make a lot of money. Yeah. Yeah, they all make a lot of money. You meet in the elevators. Hold the umbrella and wait till you see a man that looks good to you who does not have an umbrella. Sashay up to him and say, Hi, you want to share my umbrella? But you have to carry it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I am. Oh, well, sure. Ooh, okay. Oh, great, good. My name's Linda. Oh, hi. My name's Stan. Nice to meet you. Stan. Stan. Nice to meet you. <laughs> Only because I have an umbrella, I know. No, that's not true. <laughs> you want to find a man who doesn't have an umbrella, and he's going to appreciate that. Wouldn't you appreciate yeah. that, ladies? If you were walking down the street and you didn't have an umbrella and it was drizzling, if it was raining, and the man said, would you like a ride underneath my umbrella? You do the same thing. So umbrellas. The other thing you want to do is to go where men are. Where men are. Where women are going to be in the minority and men are going to be in the majority. What kind of room is a good room to find lots of men? I don't know. What's the right room? What kind of room is a good room to find lots of men? Okay, Mike, what's the good room to find lots of men? A strip club? Yes! I don't think that's the right answer. No, I definitely don't think that's going to be the right answer. Well, let's see. Right, a men's room. A, me now, a men's room. Don't come across as too desperate and stand right outside the door. But whenever you go to a social function, whenever you go to a party, stand on the path to the men's room. Okay. I don't care if he came with his wife, he came with a date, he came with his girlfriend, he has to go to the bathroom by himself. Wait till he's coming out of the men's room okay. before you introduce yourself. But what did he okay. do in the men's room? For the most part, he probably straightened his tie. He looked in the mirror to see if his hair was combed. He looked in the mirror to see if he was neat, just like ladies do. So he's concerned about his appearance. So if it's a social function, a business function, meet a man on his way outside of the men's room. Now, the important thing to do is you look him in the eye. Look him in the when eye. You're talking to a man, you're looking him in the eye. As long as I'm looking you in the eye, what do I have? My attention. Exactly. Yes. I have your attention as long as I'm looking you eye. As soon as I glance away for a split second, what did I do? You're wondering. I, I would be wondering if you're searching for somebody else Ex and, and not interested in me. Exactly. You'd be breaking that attention. As long as I'm looking in your eye, I have your attention. Keep that in mind. Don't look at the door. Don't glance away for a split second because if you do, you just said, I'm sort of not interested. So that's number one, to look him in the eye. The second thing to do is to smile. Yeah, I learned smile. the hard way. Years ago, I was at a party with a good friend of mine, and a woman came up to us and said, how come you guys aren't smiling? I said, gee, I didn't know we were supposed to. She says, look at you. You have suits on. You look like you went to college. You probably have jobs. You should smile. So I said, okay, we'll smile. So I told my friend, you go over into that corner. I'll go over into this corner. And we stood there with our drinks going. And we start smiling. Within minutes, women were coming up to talk to us. So I learned that whenever I go into a room, I have to get that smile on my face. So I might have to practice and go, no, that's not the one. <laughs> get the right smile on your face because when you walk into a room, you want to come in like that beam of sunshine. And you could play politician. You know how politicians, hi, nice to see you. 
Now, if you walk into a room, ladies, and smile, and just turn to somebody and say, hi, nice to see you. Okay. Who, you. me? <laughs> so. Me that you're nice to see, they're not going to say that. They're going to assume you're talking to somebody behind them, someone next to them, someone else. But come across with the smile. So the smile right. is the second best thing. Okay, so. All right. So you have to. The key to picking up a man is to smile. And that's going to get the man's attention. I don't know. Would that work? I'm sort of on the same page as you. I think a smile is a good start, but I think there's some other things that need to be involved. Yeah, well, hopefully we'll find out more about these other things. The other thing you need to do is to say something, anything. It's not what you say, it's how fast you say it. Okay. And let's not say lines. What sign are you? Come here often. Haven't I seen you somewhere else before? Let me teach you the single greatest line. And I learned this the hard way. So you remember, I had to pay my dues. Years ago, I was at a party with a lot of professional football players. You know, these guys are nine foot seven, you know, 850 <laughs> pounds. And a little milk toast of a guy comes up to me and he said, I've been watching you tonight, talking to a lot of the women. You must really have a great line. And I said, would you like to know it? And this guy's eyes lit up like a Christmas tree. I says, it goes like this. Hi, my name's Elliot. But if I were you, I would use your name. So when you go up to somebody and I say, hi, my name's Elliot. Hi, I'm Bonnie. Finally. What did Bonnie do? Let's look at what Bonnie did. Bonnie touched my hand. We have made physical contact. So Bonnie has assessed that I'm not diseased. But 99% of the time, a person, when you say, hi, my name is, what are they going to do? Exactly. They're going to tell you their yeah. name. Yeah. At the same time you ask them their name, what do you do with your eyes? Eye contact. Eye contact. What do you do with your face? Smile. Smile. So you put the package together. You got the single greatest line okay. by saying, hi, my name is Kathy. My name is Susan. Line. My name is Diane. Yeah. My name and is. And you have the man's undivided attention, plus you have already made physical contact with Yes. Him. Now, as far as lines go, you could say anything. Whatever works for you, because what works for you is not going to work for her. What you think is corny, she's going to think is fantastic. So you could say simply, I saw you, and I just wanted to meet you. Bookstores. Bookstores? Any bookstore is a good place to pick up men. Yeah. Why? Wait till he picks up a book and simply say, excuse me, have you read his first one? And you have to pray that the person <laughs> wrote one before that book. You also have to pray that it's not the Bible he's holding. Oh, hold on. I got the perfect pickup line. Oh, uh, yes. this is for a bookstore. Okay, yeah. Yes. Excuse me, sir. Is that Moby Dick? <laughs> I'm not touching that. No, 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 no. But what you want to do is simply open up the conversation by saying, excuse me, did you read her first one? Get the conversation going. Because if you both have interest in whatever that subject might be, even if you don't have interest in what that subject might be, at least you say something. It doesn't matter what you say. It's how fast you say it. And the same thing goes for a liquor store. Pick up a bottle of anything and say, if you're looking for a 64 uh, Moulinex, if you don't know French, if you're looking for a 64 uh, red wine, this is as good at half the price. 
it gets their attention and then hand it to them because as you hand somebody a bottle of wine what's he going to do naturally reach for it and he's holding something that sort of belongs to you so he's going to stand there he's not going to put it down and walk away so picking up a bottle of wine in a liquor store will always be a good way of picking up a man restaurants we all hate eating lunch we all hate eating dinner alone but we find ourselves doing it when you're in a restaurant one thing you could do is say to the hostess I really hate eating by myself. Are there any gentlemen here who might want company? Oh, <laughs> I really hate eating by myself. Are there any gentlemen? <laughs> that wasn't what I was going to comment on. I was going to comment about the liquor store. Just you know, go up to a woman. Hey, do you enjoy this Mad Dog 2020? <laughs> Just like the worst... like. Malt liquor. Hey, have you tried out this 40 of this malt liquor? No, no. Yeah, you, you have to go for the expensive stuff. Have you tried this uh this uh champagne, this Dom Perignon, or this, you know, this is really expensive beer. You can't go up to them with like, oh hey, I've got this this swill, this this malt liquor that's a buck for 40 ounces. No, I don't think that's gonna work. But yeah, uh, where do the men sit in the restaurant? Oh my gosh! One thing. Yeah, let's play this again. Hostess. I really hate eating by myself. Are there any gentlemen here who might want company? Oh, Dutch treat, of course. <laughs> Ask the man if you could join him. As the hostess is showing you to your table, turn to two men and say, "Excuse me, gentlemen. I hate eating alone. May I join you?" <laughs> like, what? Hey there, I don't want to come between you, or do I? <laughs> That's awful. That's awful. Okay, so let me cue it up on the video. So if you pause it at the 3441 mark, the reaction of this guy right here is like, he's looking at the other guy like, did this lady just say what I think she just said? Mentally, you can see he's saying, Jackpot! Jackpot! Yeah, he, he knows he won. Oh, yeah. He hit the super jackpot, if you know what I mean. <laughs> he hit the target number. <laughs> Never oh, thought no. you'd hear a double entendre involving jackpot. Didn't know the target number was 69. I'm sorry. Nice. Well, uh, sure, sure. Please sit down. Thank you. I appreciate it. Uh, uh, my name's Steve. Hi, I'm Eva. Hi, and this is, this is Howard. Hi, nice to meet partner. you, sir. We work at the law firm down the street. Oh, I'm not interrupting, am I? Oh, no, no. Not at all. Uh, just... Have you ordered already? Uh, yes, yes, we have. Uh, the, the seafood's very good here. Well, maybe you can recommend something for me. I've never eaten here before. Because when you eat lunch or dinner by yourself, it's 20 minutes, a half an hour. But when you eat with somebody else, you'll have another cup of coffee, you'll ha engage in conversation, and you'll stretch it out to 45 minutes or an hour. How about lines? Don't we all wait in lines? Oh, yes. The bank to get into the movie, the oh, restaurant, the checkout, yeah. the supermarket. And what do we all do? We all have that type A behavior where we look for the shortest line. 
look for the best looking man. Wait until he gets in line, then you fall in behind him. Because if you're going to wait five minutes to get on the airplane or ten minutes to get into that movie theater. So just wait for a hot guy to stand in line you, and then you stand in line. Lady. So before you get in that line, wait five extra minutes until a man who looks good to you gets in that line. Then fall in behind him. Okay. Another great place to pick up men who travels in their job. Okay, airports. Airports are fantastic that when you go to get your boarding pass, they ask you one question, only one question, which is what? Smoking or non-smoking. Exactly. Smoking or non-smoking. This does not apply say. in 2023, by the way. Next to the best looking man on the plane. And if he's not but here, in 1984, this would. Next to me for him. <laughs> yeah. Because whatever adjective you want to use, the best looking man, the most intelligent looking man, the most witty man, whatever, fill in the blank. Because if you're going for an hour flight to Chicago, a transcontinental flight, a European flight, better you should be sitting next to a man who looks good to you than next to some other man who's reading an annual report, a little child coloring. So let the person at the ticket counter know who you want to sit next to. It's okay to wait for your American Airlines flight in the United Airlines. In TWA, they will let you sit there. So you see a man who looks good to you at Northwest Orient, sit there, talk to him. He says, oh, are you going to Minneapolis too? No, I'm going to Dallas. Dallas? Well, I'm on TWA. Well, why are you sitting here? He says, well, there were no attractive men over in the TWA. <laughs> He's going to take that as a compliment. So believe me, American will let you wait for United Flight and American. So, so in 1984, the airlines will be like, Okay, you want to go to like another airport terminal and hit on a hot guy? Oh, okay, I guess. Again, doesn't really apply to 2023. No, does not. But if you had a time machine and went back to 1984, I guess this works. I guess. Something else, too, that I finally figured out. They've always scheduled me with breaks at O'Hare or at Atlanta. And at first I resented it because I wanted two flights. But on a Friday afternoon, O'Hare and the Atlanta airport, the whole world goes through. There's loads of good-looking men in the airports. So oh. you could just schedule a flight four hours hence and just keep working the whole airport. Yeah, you give yourself a big enough break to do a little moving around. Another thing, remember also at the airport, what do we usually say? We usually say to people, watch my stuff. Right? <laughs> No one's going to go through your stuff. It's not like soon as you go to the ladies' room, soon as you go to buy a magazine, that there's somebody going through your baggage. <laughs> but we always feel comfortable by saying to someone, watch my stuff. Find a man who looks good to you. Say, watch my stuff. Buy a pack of mints. Go to the ladies' room. Get a drink of water. Come back. Thank the gentleman for watching your stuff. You can have fun with them and say, um, you didn't steal anything, did you? You didn't take the gold out of there, did you? Again, now I feel grateful. Would you like a mint? start talking and one of the best things to always ask a man immediately as soon as you meet him is for his business card most people have business cards and they use them mainly for pleasure the company they work for gives them a thousand business cards and they use them more for pleasure than they do for business so here's some business cards you have a man's business card you have a collection of business cards what do you do if you have a man's card okay use it within three days oh now, ladies, one of the complaints I hear all the time is, what happens? Why do men ask for ladies' phone numbers? They never call. 
Does that sound familiar? Yes. Guy takes down my number and he never calls. If you don't you call within three days, you should just take that card and throw it away. It like automatically disintegrates. <laughs> so collect men's business cards. Call them within three days. And call them within three days. Call them up and say, hi, Bob, this is Kathy. Who? If he says who and doesn't know who you are, forget it. <laughs> Throw it out. Bob, I wonder if you All could right. help me. I see that you work for IBM. Um, maybe you could help me or me in the right direction. Where can I get a copy of their annual report? Oh, hold on, I'll put my secretary on. Forget <laughs> it. He's got no interest. Oh, I can get you one. You can? Yeah. Then listen. Does he want to meet you for lunch? Does he want to mail it to you? Does he want to bring it to you? Does he want to meet you somewhere with it? So by having a man's business card works wonders. Now, how many of you ladies have business cards? Okay, so about half of you do, half of you don't. And let's see what's on somebody's business card. Sometimes, not to say there's anything wrong with your occupation, but you might think about getting another business card made mainly for picking up men. So, so you have to, if you're a lady, just make your own business card just for the purpose of getting men. Just for the purpose of getting a guy. Well, my takeaway, I just got my first business cards ever about a month ago. And I haven't given any of them away. They're sitting in my living room. And given the situation he's talking about, I can't just see a woman saying, oh, I've got this guy's business card, the guy being me, and saying, oh, I need to call up the guy who's a teacher and just ask him a random question. Oh, uh, hey, yeah, I, I ran into you the other day and you gave me your business card. Can you tell me what the square root of 169 is? This doesn't work when you're a math teacher. I'm sorry. Well, I mean, it does work in other circumstances, but Cat not in mine. A, yeah. Consultant. It's a little boring. Systems programmer, a little boring. What I want you to do is start collecting business cards. Anybody, men, women. Find the right color you want, the right texture, the right printing. Now you're going to go to a printer and have them print you some cards. Cards aren't expensive to have printed up. Remember, the first question people ask when they meet is what? Where do you work? What do you do? That's why you need business cards. So rather than saying, I'm a teacher, I'm a programmer, I'm a salesperson, not to say there's anything wrong with those occupations, simply say, I'm a brain surgeon. <laughs> now, if you were a brain surgeon, what would you be calling yourself? Doctor. A doctor. What else? A neurosurgeon. A neurosurgeon, exactly. So when a man says to you, what do you do? You say, I'm a brain surgeon. No, you're not. You reach in your purse, give him a business card. Kathy Jones, brain surgeon. <laughs> no job too large or too small. Daytime, nighttime, Saturdays too. Right? There's a sense of humor. And that's all it is for, is to get the icebreaker to get the smile on his face. Now here's a card from a, a woman. It says Kathy with her phone number. Long walks, good conversation, movies, concerts, dining out, sincere. And the purpose was just to give to men because it has her name, it has her phone number, her interests are on there, and she chooses who she wants to give it to. So whether you have a business card or not, I recommend that you have another one made just for picking up men.
Other props. Props are so much fun to pick now. Props. For example, a camera. You don't even have to put film in your camera. Oh. You could be like Alfie. If you remember the movie Alfie, he never had film in his camera. Go to a place where there's a lot of men walking by. Okay. And look for a sign, a picture, a store, a statue, something that you would like to have your picture taken next to. And you say, excuse me. Excuse me. Excuse me. Would you mind taking a picture of um, my dog? And... and <laughs> I wonder what the dog is thinking, Mike. Honestly, when I looked at that dog, I thought it was a stuffed dog. I thought it was like taxidermy. <laughs> the dog doesn't look like it's moving. <laughs> Maybe it's such a good actor. It was told. Oh, uh, hey, sit, hey, stay. You're doing a good job. Stay right there. Stay right there, dog. It's like, ah, I get faded. Maybe another thing they could do with the camera. Could you take a picture of me in front of the post office? I can't find. <laughs> it's right around. Turn around. It's right behind you. Can you take a picture of my dog in front of the post office? Yeah, my dog. I'm just sitting right here. I'm just sitting right here. My tongue. Okay. I got another question about the dog. <laughs> What's your question? Sorry, this is killing me. The dog, why the heck is the dog on the ground? Why is the dog like three feet above the ground? The, the dog is sort of like on this 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 stoop or this porch, or or actually it's it's like a, a, a edge of a garden. Who puts a big dog like that up there? I'm so I'm sorry, there's just too many <laughs> stupid questions here. I think it does something. I don't know. Hold on, I got an idea. Benevolence, come over here if you're awake. <laughs> Benevolence. Okay, she's coming, I think. All right, get up here. Come on. Come on. Benevolence, get up here. Come on. Come on, Benevolence, get up there. Come on, get up. Come on. Uncle Greg wants you up here. Come here. Get up here. Get up here. You can't get up there. Okay, so Benoodles gets up here on the desk. It's like three or four feet high. Am I actually going to have somebody you know, in, in the house be like, can you take a picture of me with Benoodles just sitting on top of this table? It just it doesn't make any sense to me. I've never really had any cats where, where, where I've said, you know, can I have someone take a picture of me with the cat? With a dog, yeah, but I, I don't think there's much difference between cats and dogs. Just it's just I'm still fixated on the dog. I swear that dog is a stuffed animal or a, a taxidermy. It, it's actually a, a deceased dog that uh, is being used as a prop. Maybe it was like one of the first things that Chuck tested taxidermy. <laughs> nope, nope, nope. I can't see you. I wasn't taxed everything, dumbass. I don't know why my impression of the dog sounds like Stu Horrick. I want to go on. I want to see if this dog is alive. <laughs> well, it's made in 1984. Of course it's not alive. <laughs> go compared to being a stuffed dog. Okay, doggy, snap out of it. Let's see. And me? Oh, no, no, it's no. all set to go. I think it's all okay. okay. The dog's not moving. Oh, there, the dog just turned its head. Yeah, right there. Okay. 
Ready? That dog's a good actor. And fire. Good job, Rin Tin Tin. His name is Boaz. Go ahead. Oh, oh, hold on. Boaz. Oh, thanks. Okay. Oh, well, let me take one of you real quick. Okay? Okay. Good. His name is Boaz. Go ahead. Oh, oh. yeah. Boaz. <laughs> <laughs> oh, great. That's cute. Take his head off. What do you need next? You need his name and address to mail it to him, so you say... Well, why don't you write down your name and address and I'll send you a copy? Sure. What a darling. Yes. <laughs> mail him a note saying, it didn't come out, you broke my camera. <laughs> <laughs> but I would like another chance to try again with your name and your phone number. See what happens, because if he calls you, what's he telling you? Interested. He's interested, exactly. How many people here have a dog? What kind of dog do you have? A mixed breed. A mixed breed. German Shepherd Husky. German Shepherd Husky. Terrier. Terrier. Don't people like to pet your dog? Oh, yes. Again, go to a spot in town, wherever it might be, where there's a lot of men. Sit down with the dog. If you don't have a dog, borrow a dog. <laughs> Any dog owner will let somebody else borrow their dog. The important thing to remember is to get a dog that will not take somebody's hand off, okay? Take the dog, find a place to sit. Oh my, what a cute dog. Oh, thank you. Hi, boy. Hey, hey. Hey, let's just sit down there. Hey, hey. sit down, bye, bye. Boaz. He's very cute. Boaz, eh? My name is Brenda, hi. Hi, my name's Harold. Oh, nice to meet you, Harold. Hi. My next door neighbor when I was a kid had a dog a lot like this, same oh. colors and everything. They're gonna tell you their whole life history with dogs. But dogs That's good. are one of the best props to pick up men. Yeah. And again, if you don't have a dog, borrow one. You'll see Bar the results that you get. How many people here like to go to parties? Everybody. Is anybody going to a party in the next Okay, week? before we go to a party, okay. I'm going to say this. If I asked my brother, Hey, Matt, can I borrow your dog? So that I can pick up a woman. You know what my brother's reaction is going to be? No! I should note that my brother's dog is at my house this week. So my brother's dog is actually sleeping in the den. Maybe I should go to like a park. And bring... Well, actually, no, I can't because it's cold as hell this week. Because I think the degree is like 20 degrees all week. But if it wasn't, I'd be going to a party like, Hey, look, here's my brother's dog. It's three feet on the ground. Do you want to take a picture with me and the dog? <sighs> and we still got like 14 minutes to go. Week or two or three. And if I said to you, can I bring a friend? Can I come? Yes. Can I bring a friend? Yes. What you do is whenever you see a man that looks good to you, simply say, some friends of mine are having a party next We're having month. a big party. <laughs> write down your name and address, yeah, and I'll right. have them mail you an invitation. Good. Is there anybody who wouldn't write down their name and address? You didn't ask for anything. Some friends of mine are having a party next month. Write down your name and address, and I'll have them mail you an invitation. Now, you don't have a party to go to. A month goes by. Finally, two months go by. Someone invites you to a party. Oh, thank heaven. Can I invite another guy? Oh, sure. 
Next thing you do is go to the card store and buy the best party imitations you could find. Ooh. The real fancy ones, the real expensive Good. ones. And send them an invitation. Just fill in the blanks, the date, the time. <laughs> and then you write, Dear George, this is the party that I told you my friends were throwing. Feel free to bring along a friend. Kathy. He gets this invitation. Okay. He thinks everybody got the same invitation. Yeah. He's not going to walk around saying, did you get an invitation like this? Did you get an invitation like this? No, he just, you automatically assume everybody got one. It's not like getting a Xerox sheet of paper that says George's beer bus with the directions. No, what you're doing is he thinks everybody got this fancy invitation. And hopefully he'll come. And if he doesn't come, call him up. But there's a high probability, not only is he going to come, what's he going to do? Bring a friend along with him. Oh, if you meet a guy oh, he he's going to bring a friend. If he's married, if he's living with someone, don't let that deter you because he has friends. So to say, do you have any single friends who are as attractive as you, as witty as you, as intelligent as you? So that's the important thing of marketing, that just because a guy is married or a guy is involved, he may have friends yeah. as qualified, as attractive, as intelligent, as witty, that would become your new best friend. So don't be afraid to ask. Don't get scared because if I saw you and I got your name off of your credit card or off of your baggage tag and I called you up and I said, would you like to get together? And you said, gee, thank you for the compliment, but I'm dating someone. Well, I'd say, gee, Bonnie, do you have any single friends that you think I might get along with? Yeah. Oh, yeah. There is a woman who works with me. There is my next door neighbor. So don't let the fact that a man is involved be a deterrent. Find out who he knows. Find out who... He has because he's got access to a network. He probably has knows like more men. Another great way to pick up men is with a reporter's notebook. Go a notebook. Store. A reporter's notebook is a thin spiral a no notebook. A so notebook. Not just a, a notebook, a reporter's notebook. A reporter's notebook. This is good advice if you're Lois Lane. You're trying to get that big scoop about all the single guys in town. Oh, yeah, baby. All the single men in town. I'm a reporter for so-and-so newspaper. Do you want to tell me where all the hot single men go? This is so stupid. Walk up to a man and say, Hi, excuse me. I'm doing an article on pickup lines. I wonder if you could tell me the most unusual line that a woman has ever used on you. <laughs> Um, well, I, I guess it was uh, when the woman came up to me and said she was doing an article on pickup lines and what was the most unusual line I'd ever heard. <laughs> He's not going to ask you for press credentials. <laughs> he does. You could work for the New York Times, the Los Angeles Times, the Miami Herald, whatever. I'm a freelance writer. Ask him for the most unusual line he's ever heard. Write it down. Ask him his first name and his occupation, just as if you were really doing a story. Then say, you know, Ben, I have been doing this for an hour now. I could use a cup of coffee. Would you join me? I mean, seriously. Uh, <laughs> gee, well, I've got a, got a couple minutes, I guess. Okay. So, sure. Why'd you join me for a cup of coffee? Another way of picking up men. What kind of questions do we have? Pat, what kind of questions do we have? <laughs> I have a question. Um, sometimes I meet a man and I'm not sure if I want to pick him up, if I want to go to the, for the clothes. I, I want some time to think 
about giving him my number and so forth. What do I do? Ask him for his card. You'll meet men. You're not sure if you want to go for the clothes. You're not sure if you want to invest the time for a cup of coffee or a drink. Mm -hmm. Say to him, this is a busy week for me. Why don't you give me your number and let me give you a call next week? Oh. Haven't men been doing it to you through your whole life? Saying, give me your number and I'll call you next week? Yeah. How can you make sure when you, you pick somebody up like that on the street that what you've got is somebody that you want to see more of and that you don't have, say, Jack the Ripper that you're giving your, your phone number to? Right. The question, it's a good point because how long do you have to know somebody when you size somebody up? In five minutes, you're going to have a handle whether or not you want to spend some time with them. And that's why I suggest a bright, outdoor, airy place for a cup of coffee or a drink because when a waitress comes by and says, can I get you a refill, you say, gee, no, thank you, I have to be going. So you're not stuck with a whole evening and expectations? No, the first time you meet the guy, go for the 20-minute, the 40-minute, the hour cup of coffee or drink rather than investing the whole evening. I mean, if this guy's taking you to dinner and then going to a movie and in a matter of minutes on the way to dinner, he brings up something touchy and says, I hate kids. And you got three of them. Oh, no, that's a deal breaker. You got two of them. I mean, he just flunked, and there's no way for him to redeem himself. Yeah. And you're saying, oh, I'm no, that's with this it. Guy for dinner and then a movie. So, better you should start off for a 20 minute cup of coffee yeah. or for. Just 20 minutes is good drink. enough. Because you know it's going to be over. Yeah. And in that amount of time, you should be able to get a handle as to see if you like this guy, if you want to spend the yeah. time with him. Yeah, Elliot, I was wondering what you believe is the best way for a woman to tell a man if she doesn't want to go out with this person that asks her out, what's the nicest way to say no to a man that asks you out that you don't want to go out with? Okay, he calls you up on the phone or is this in person? Uh, calls you up on the telephone. And this is the first call? Yeah. <laughs> I'm waiting for an answer. What have you been telling him? You've been lying? Have you been telling him you have to wash your hair? You got laundry no. to do? No. You've been out every night this week? Your roommate's mother's in from Peru? <laughs> I haven't used any of those. You haven't used any of those? No. I think the main thing is to be honest with him, is to let him know I really appreciate the invitation, or thank you so much for thinking of me. However, now, what's the however? You could tell the white lie and say, however, I am dating someone, because that'll back him off. That's the little white lie, which we've all told. You could say, you know, I really appreciate the invitation. However, um, I don't think the chemistry's there. And I really wouldn't think it'd be fair to take up your time when you could be going out with other women. I wanted to ask, once you ask a guy out, who pays for it? Do you automatically, should I, if I ask the gentleman out, should I automatically expect to pay for it? Or <laughs> how do you handle yeah, that? Yeah, I think he, the person who does the asking should pay for it. That if you called up a man and say, I have tickets to the theater, don't expect to stick him with the tickets or say, would you like to go to the theater? Don't expect that he's going to pick up the tickets because one, he didn't choose the play. He didn't choose the concert. On the other hand, if you're talking about a drink or a cup of coffee, go in expecting to pay for the date. He may, in turn, say, let me get the check. When a waitress brings the check, he may not be able to deal with the women's liberation. The women can pay her own way. He may reach for it. Well, I've, I've been on maybe like one or two dates, but I've, I've never dealt with like a situation where it's like where somebody pays for it. I mean, it's... I don't know. Well, I think generally the woman does not pay on the dates. Now, on every date that I've ever had, I always pay 100% of the bill. That's just me. 
I know some people have said, hey, let's go you know, have these and whatnot. But I've never had a woman say, no, I'll pick up the whole tab. No, I, I think the, the chivalrous thing to do is is pay for the whole thing. Yeah. Or Again, that's up to you to say, this treat's on me. Men love it. Or let me pay my half. Men like it. Other men will be threatened by it or feel that's not the way it's supposed to be. They'll insist. But go in, the person who asks, because suppose a man asks you out and says to you, uh, let's see, you had the hamburger, the uh, French fries, the coffee, let's see, the tax, the t you're going to think that's tacky, correct? So go in expecting to pay for the whole thing. If he insists, then it's up to you. Okay, now that we've been talking, what do you do with all this? You have to decide what to do. I want you to practice for one month. Picking up men. one month just for practice, not for keeps, just for practice. Okay, now practice. you have to be concerned if you have any fears and what those fears are. Is it the fear of success or is it the fear of failure? Because most people think it's the fear of failure. You might be concerned whether it's your new fear of success because what might happen? You may be picking up men left and right. You may become like one of those Chinese acrobats, you know how they spin the plates, and when you get down to this end, you have to move back to the other end. You may have more men than you can handle. So be careful. Because more all men. you're looking for is one good Just one, one good man out of the many men. Now, what do you do with a man? You go out with him, you pick up a man, and he's just not for you. Haven't we all faced yeah. that? Yeah. You go out with a man, nice guy, not for you, maybe for somebody else. Don't dispose him. <laughs> Don't dispose of them. Here's what you do. Say to them, you know, I think we should have a party. That obviously you're a nice person, you're a nice guy, but gee, the chemistry's not there. Yeah, yeah, Maybe it, you it, felt it, the same it, way. Yeah. But I think you're a super guy. Why yeah. don't we have a party? A party. You invite ten ladies and you invite ten men. All the men will bring along a bottle of wine and all the ladies will bring an hors d'oeuvre. So now what you're getting to do is to meet ten of his friends. You know, a lady did that, and I called her up to, to check on something, and she said to me, Elliot, um, I got married. I said, you did? She said, yeah, I did exactly what you said. It's your pickup class. I says, what was that? She said, I met a guy. We decided to have a party. He invited 10 men. I invited 10 women. I met a guy there who was a doctor. I said, well, tell me about it. She said, well, we went out on Thursday. We spent the weekend together. We got married the following week. Oh, now, I can imagine this conversation with her mother. Hello, Mom. Hi, this is Jeannie. Yeah, I'm getting married. How long have I known a guy? Let's see. What time is it? Okay, I got a question. I highly doubt that anyone would have, like, ten single men if I was me. I wouldn't know ten single men to invite to a Party, and I don't think a woman would invite 10 single women to a party, too. It's a different era and just different, like, social mores. Okay. Y yeah, I, I'm thinking if you look back at, like, the 70s and 80s, more to the early 80s, if you will, Having like swingers parties and stuff oh, yeah, like those that. Those were common, yeah. Yeah, that was a lot more common. And I don't think that's as commonplace nowadays. So I think that's where maybe the the difference is. Okay.
Iran and but yeah, I mean, honestly, if, if somebody said, Virginia. yeah, do, do you want to invite 10 of your male friends? Yeah, I, I've got 10 male friends, but I think that would be kind of awkward. Techniques work. All you have to do is take the risk, try them. You never know what will happen. Remember, you're going to practice for one month. If you need to review this cassette, review it. Watch it again, but don't procrastinate. The important thing is that there's lots of men dying to get picked up, and you're the lady that's going to pick them up, except you're not going to pick them up sitting at home. You're not going to pick them up if you don't go out. You have to open your mouth up. You have to use your sense of humor. Expect to get rejected, because you will. At the same time, expect to get accepted, because you will. Because you're the one who's Miss Sunshine. You're the one who's going to pick these men up, left and right. One good one at a time is all you're looking for. And no lady has too many men in her life, do they? So for one month, just for practice. We're not doing it for keeps, just for practice. You're going to have lots of successes. You're going to have some failures. Mm. If you have some successes, at the end of this tape, there'll be an address. Tell me your successes. Okay. Lots of people have used these techniques. There's been lots of marriages. That's what I want to know about. So tell us what happened. Tell us of your successes. Invite us to your weddings. <laughs> okay, that's that's the tape. It just ends that way. So, okay. Um, so, Mike, what did we learn from this tape? Flirt. 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 And flirt. And flirt. And apparently, you know, put your dog on a three-foot ledge to have your picture taken. And, oh, yeah. Uh-huh. And, and apparently, you know, go to the produce department and, and, and ask for a guy to check out your, your melons. And please don't ask the, the man to inspect your zucchini or your cucumber or your bananas. Yeah. And also... Another thing we learned is the post office is right behind you, you dumbass. Yes. Well, Greg, one thing that I've been doing uh, during this video is I got curious about what happened to Elliot Jaffa. Okay. Believe it or not, he's still with us. Oh, good. Yeah, he's, it looks like he's in his early 80s, and it looks like he's actually still working. Oh, that's fantastic. According to his LinkedIn page, he has been a behavioral and marketing psychologist and consultant since 1980 in the Washington, D.C. area. So if you're in Washington, D.C., uh, specifically it looks like Arlington, Maryland, he's in that area. But yeah, he uh, looks like uh, looks like he graduated uh, with his bachelor's degree in 1961. Maybe it's 65. Maybe he started in 61 because I see a 65 date here. So he's probably yeah, like I said, 80, 79 ish. Uh, and actually, yeah, he might be actually 78 because another link I have here talks about a marketing psychologist from Arlington. Uh, who taught an ed adult education class 
and uh, the picture is of him. I mean, you can look at the picture and same guy, a little bit different hair, obviously gray, no mustache, but you can see the physical features. It's him. So he's still around and he's still working. He's still doing his craft and uh, he isn't just doing uh, adult psychology or consulting like I talked about. He's done a lot of work with special ed teachers, it looks like. Oh, and look at the, yeah, one of the actors in this, they credit Boaz the dog. Boaz the dog. He got a credit. That's nice. Boaz the dog got a credit. Restaurant location, courtesy of the pot shop in Roswell, Virginia. Okay, I'm looking to see if that's still around. Hold on. Roslyn. I love that there's a restaurant called the Pawn Shop. All right, hold on. Let's see. Uh, no, it's just bringing up uh, like pawn shops. Oh, there, there, there is no restaurant called the Pawn Shop. Well, type the Pawn Shop in Roslyn, Virginia. Yeah, I, I, that's why I typed in. I typed in the Pawn Shop, Roslyn, Virginia. Yeah, there, there's no. Pawn shop, right? Well, let me see. Well, hold on. Let, I let got me... it. Hold on. I, on the Google, I got a result from a 1995 article from the Washington Post about the pawn shop. I doubt it's still with us, but at least in 1995, it could assure you that according to the Washington Post, the pawn shop still existed. Well, that's only 11 years after this video came out. Yeah. I bet you in 1995, that was the big hangout to meet all the men at. The pawn shop. Oh, my gosh. Now, hold on. I'm sorry. I have to say this. Yeah. At the pawn shop restaurant, do you have, like, Rick Harrison there saying, well, I I can't get you a a really good man that makes $100,000 a year. The best I can do is I can give you this kind of ugly-looking guy who only makes $28,000 a year. Does he like haggle you down to like a really, really bad man? He, he sort of ruins your dreams. Oh, hold on. look who did the music for this. According well, to the I don't think it's that. I don't. Oh, uh, yeah, that it's one. definitely not that. But think about it. Could you imagine if that Jerry Garcia did the music for this? That would be absolutely amazing. That would have been absolutely incredible. But I highly doubt he'd have this crappy ass synth, uh, thing or whatever the hell this is playing over the credits. Oh, uh, oh, oh yeah, the, this yeah, the '80s synth. That's definitely not a Jerry Garcia thing. But just remember, this has been a production of Shirazi Video International, Washington D.C. Well, Ben was right in the description of this. In short, flirt, flirt. And flirt. And you know what, Ben? You didn't save us 58 minutes. Sorry. But you know what this VHS tape gave us? Boaz the dog, number one. Oh, yeah. Boaz the dog. He is now part of the show whore. And we learned a lot about how you meet men, how you have to go to different places. To meet the man of your dreams. And in 1984, this VHS tape was a thing on TV. If you sold out the 
1999 or 2999 or whatever it was. Oh, it. It, this was 1984. I bet this tape had to have been 50 bucks. At least 50 bucks. But, of course, you can always go to our website at itwasathingontv.com where you can listen to the 347 episodes that preceded this. We're on all social media except for Facebook where, unfortunately, we gave lady the wrong address by accident and I don't know what happened we lost at it was a thing on TV on Facebook but we decided you know what we gotta get at it was a thing on TV podcast so we can try to impress the ladies even more because if we put podcasts in there that's what's really gonna get the ladies attracted to us as podcast hosts but you can also find our episodes on YouTube. We can always stay up to date, like subscribe and ring the notification bell to stay up to date on all future entries, including what we have next week. Well, hold on a second. Next week, we got our second Valentine's day episode. And it's a very special episode. We're going to find some lost loves, but also Greg. Oh, Next week, the Thursday episode, it's a milestone. And you know how we love our milestones. Yeah, when we did 100, we did uh, Match Game Hollywood Squares Revisited. 300, that was a momentous occasion. Because for the first time ever in the almost three and a half year history of this podcast, we found out that you love wings. That's right. I cannot believe. That next week's going to mark 50 episodes, as I mentioned that, for the first time. Well, Greg, next week, we hit 350, and we've been sitting on a series. I think you've wanted to talk about this for close to two years at this point. Oh, yes. And I think there's one moment within the first three or five minutes of the pilot or the first episode that sort of defines this series. And that's really all we need to talk about. Yeah, that's I mean, it. there's more than that. There's more than that, but uh, that, yeah. that sets the stage perfectly. I mean, this is a serious show dealing with a sensitive subject, but let's be quite honest. The one moment in this show is all anyone remembers from this show. And it's like, it's supposed to be played up seriously, but the way it's set up, it's just so stupid. It just is. Well, Greg, we could say that there's a number of celebrities who are fans of this show. We could say that Will Smith is a fan. Oh, yeah. And Charlie Murphy, I think, is a fan, too. Yeah, definitely Charlie Murphy. Oh, definitely. Definitely those two at the very least. Oh, if he was still alive, I bet Rick James would have loved it. Rick James, Zsa Gabor would have loved this. Oh, yeah, Zsa Oh, yeah. There's enough subtle hints for what we're talking about. And we've even talked about it. I think we talked about it this week. Uh, it wasn't this episode. I think we talked about it in, in 347. Maybe. I thought we were, I thought we referred to it in 347. Maybe. I don't know. If well, not, there, don't... Hold on. There was plenty of promos during Super Bowl 47 for Star Trek Into Darkness. So that might be a hint right there. Okay, there you go. Uh, on top of all the famous people we said that would enjoy this show. Yeah. And we have a mini-sode next week. That's right. Well, we got President's Day coming up. 
So what happens when you have to have a famous American president voiced by a legendary actor and you try to plug this hot new coin that you want everyone to say, hey, this new coin, this is going to be the best. Everyone's going to be wanting this coin. And everyone's reaction would be, no, no, we don't like this coin. Don't make this happen. We don't want this to happen like no bandit, no bandit. Does this have like the popularity of the presidential chess set? Yes, it does. Now, hold on a second. I doubt anyone with this coin is going to have one to buy one to keep and one to display or whatever the hell it was they said in the battle for the White House chess set. Chico, come back. We need you to fill the blanks here. Oh, that's yeah. yeah. One, is, is, yeah one to buy, one to play, one to put away, and one for uh, display or something like that. It, it, it all rhymed. I forget what it is, but I'm not going back to take a look at it. But also, I do think we need to acknowledge yeah, Chico hasn't been here this week. He has earned a well-deserved vacation, so we're taking the lead this week. But he'll be back soon. Yeah. But you'll know all about those subjects that we discussed next week, right here on It Was a Thing on TV. For Mike, I'm Greg, and we thank you for listening, and we'll see you back here. For the next one. Row! Much, much, much later. Down the street. This man is getting closer to you. The closer he gets, the better looking he gets. <laughs> you have to have this man. You have to pick him up, but he's getting closer. And remember, if he passes you, it's just like a football touchdown. All he has to do is cross that imaginary plane. And if he crosses you, he's out of your life completely. You can't say, Shane, Shane, come back, Shane. <laughs> Okay, this man's getting closer to you. How do you pick him up? Excuse me, I wonder if you could help me. Can you point me in the direction of the post office, please? Oh. Yeah, this is the tip we were just talking about. We've been showing highlights from his 80s VHS tapes and loving all of his tips for ladies trying to pick up men. And Elliot Jaffa might just have some dating advice for all you single people trying to navigate the dating world right now. Elliot Jaffa joins us this morning. Good hey, morning. Good morning. How are you? I am fantastic. When was the last time you watched your own video? Well, every, probably over a year ago. Okay. So do people reach out to you? I mean, these, I'm sure in the world of the internet, these make their way around. And uh, how do you look at these with eyes from 2022? How do I look at them? Yeah. I, my hair was different. I, I don't buy it this color. So, so when you were showing the clip, I was saying, boy, I was a good-looking guy in those days. <laughs> so I had, some, I had some credentials. Do you feel like your tips hold up? Absolutely. This is the fun side of, of what I do. I'm a behavioral and marketing psychologist, and my job is to work with organizations, companies, how to generate increased revenues. So you have to strike while the iron is hot. So when you see somebody, just like the clip that you sold, if you cross that plane, that man, that woman is out of your life forever. So you stop them and say, excuse me. 
And can you aim me in the direction of the post office or something in the direction that she, he's walking? And he says, you're going the wrong way. And you go, oh, she so got to practice in front of a mirror. <laughs> oh. <laughs> so, right. they, so you start walking with the guy. Ladies, then you immediately turn and say, hi, my name's Anne Marie. So she, she needs this help from what I hear. Hi, my name's Anne Marie. Um, uh, you know, and luckily, hopefully, he'll shake your hand, assess that you're not diseased, smile. Mm -hmm. You've made physical contact. Now you're walking with him. You don't know when he's going to stop. So you sit, look at the guy and say, if you're not married, engaged, or in love, would you like to meet one uh, morning next week for a cup of coffee? And that works. Yeah. You've heard from the Absolutely. people that that works. Look, if you didn't talk to that guy, you know what you're going to be doing the rest of the day? Telling all your friends, I saw this fantastic guy, this handsome guy, and oh, right. I didn't do anything. So, he said, hey. you think he's going to be back there tomorrow or next Tuesday? No. Yeah. Hey, Elliot, I, I like your videos, but I do, I do wonder one thing. I do wonder if you overestimate men just a little bit because me personally if i were making a video like that and i were speaking to a room full of women about how to get a man's attention you know what i would say to them smile at him <laughs> that's all it takes you're, you're absolutely right but by, besides the smile throw in the physical contact and go for the clothes right away Go you're absolutely the right. This, huh. Yeah, this Elliot, have, have you, did you ever get married? No. <laughs> Who would want me? <laughs> What's going Elliot, on? Come on? What's wrong? Look, there were. Which, I don't know what's wrong. I thought I was going to get married like a couple years out of college, and then surely by the time I'm 25 and 35, and um, I have a fantastic girlfriend. I have a fantastic best friend who's a woman. I got a dog who keeps me honest the whole day. Um, no, I never got married. Huh. So, all right, so for those who, uh, you know, who haven't seen us do some of your mm -hmm. excerpts, we want to play a couple, and then maybe we could talk about them afterwards. This is about sure. something we, we've been talking about here, closing the deal. So let's take a look. Always borrow something that belongs to him. <laughs> now, ask a man to borrow a pen. A man keeps a pen in one of two places, either the breast pocket of his jacket or a shirt pocket. So you say, Excuse me, do you have a pen I could borrow? He pulls the pen out. Now, as long as you have his pen, what's he going to do? Track you down. He's going to stay with you. He's not going to say, That's a gold cross. Uh, you can keep it. I have several more at home. No, he's going to stay right there with you. As long as you're holding one, his pen, he's going to stay there. Uh, as long as I have your pen, why don't you give me your name? Uh, there you go. There you go. Are you sure that this deceit and manipulation is the way to go? Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. No, have Come you on. heard? Come on. I've got to, wait a minute. Let me, let, let, let me go with, with sure. you. Men have not are not used to getting hit on. Women are come here often. What sign are you? Yeah. Where, where, where do you work? That, that kind of crap. But men are stupid. I, I admit I'm stupid. A woman's hitting on me, and I'm not even realizing it. So you're literally taking the guy by surprise. He's going to give you that phone number right away. He's going to put his phone number in your cell phone right away. That's how fast. It's like snatching a woman's purse. 
You don't look and see if she's got credit cards or money. You run with it and you look later. Huh. So this is the same thing of strike while the iron's hot. Because, and then, you know, you go for the clothes. Okay, Man, now have you, heard, have you heard from women who have gotten married as a result? I, I used to be in the singles business. So I would throw, in, I'm in, a, in the Washington, D.C. area, so I would throw two single parties a year, have between five and 700 people. Oh. And, you know, at that time, back in the 80s, I think there were about 23, 25 marriages that people c called me and told me about. Yeah, wow. Hey, yeah, I think we have I time. Do, I think we have time for one more clip. Sure, go ahead. Let's say the number one place to meet men, no matter where you live, the financial district. But wait a minute, there's a problem. And you're going to say to yourself, well, gee, I don't work in that part of town. I work in another part of town. You know what? You ever heard of annual leave? You ever heard of sick leave? <laughs> How many ladies would call in sick Monday morning if they could meet a Superman? Yeah, just about every one of you. So take a sick day to meet Superman. Does this hold up over uh, the last 35 years? Absolutely. And you know what else holds up? On a rainy day, go down there with a big golf umbrella. When you see that guy walking down the street, and he's got a suit on or a sport coat on or even a shirt on, you hold up that umbrella and you say, you got, I'll, you got to hold it, but I'll walk with you. So ah, you there you go. Chivalry works both ways. Oh, I well, love it. You know what? We could, we could have you back quite a bit. You still got it, Elliot. Hey, talk, talk to the producer. Get me on the payroll. <laughs> yeah, good luck there. Well, good luck to you. It's great to check in with you. Glad you're doing well.